This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. We are back for part two of the Glowing in Tech podcast. Sponsored by Makers. Today, we'll be talking about the career challenges that Seema has faced so far. And then, what's the tech tea? Where Seema will be talking about something controversial in the tech industry. Fantastic. So Seema, last time you spoke about your different roles across the industry. So you've seen quite a few different organizations and you've got quite a lot of experience as an engineer now. What are some of the, what is the career challenge that you've overcome? Uh, I've overcome. <laughs> oh, you don't have to overcome it. Okay, well, yeah. Yeah, all that you've experienced and how yeah. did you navigate that? Um, I mean, it's hard to summarize. I guess I if I, if I had to um, summarize, like give a name to the, the things that I found most challenging in my career is mostly to do with um, kind of just, decision making within a company and how it affects i guess your work as a software engineer um i've both at google and at memorize i've just experienced a lot of probably everyone's experienced it this feeling where you're kind of working on one thing then priorities change suddenly you have to work on another Mm. thing and it always it's kind of feels like you're not quite sure how decisions are made or how how um <laughs> uh based on what things are decided and uh i guess that i've always i've 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 been in a couple times on this end where you know you feel like oh some kind of say uh a new team is created a new or if there's an effort or a project or something and it seems to have support but then actually maybe <laughs> over time you realize it doesn't really have the support or some people actually don't agree with it and all that thing. I don't think it's kind of specific to tech. I think it's just a people thing, I suppose, or politics thing. I think politics basically. Yeah, no, <laughs> the hardest thing. it's a really tricky one because especially like as an engineer, when you've spent some weeks, sometimes months on a project and then you have leadership say, oh, we're deprioritizing that, yeah. we're scrapping that. And it can be really tricky to like, first of all, you know just agree with that as a decision mm. and then also <laughs> and she then speaks from experience <laughs> <laughs> well sometimes it's like i've spent so long on this I thing know. and you're personally attached to I it know. it's like <laughs> yeah. your baby i've been nurturing this yeah. for how many months now and now it's gonna get scrapped yeah and i think yeah like you said it's 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 out of your control so like what 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 can you do to deal with that like yeah. how is that something you've navigated and also like do engineers have any influence so for example if an engineer is told like we're going to deprioritize like something that you've been working on is there any scope for engineers to be able to challenge that and mm-hmm. yeah i think it can be um in the right context um i think basically nowadays uh i I realize that there's so many different flavors of, I guess, the tech companies. So um, 
say Google and even within Google, it can be very different mm -hmm. depending on in, in which product you work. But um, you can work in very engineering driven culture or in general, Google is a more engineering driven culture. Um, and so engineers have you can see engineers having a lot more say. Um, so even if you as a particular person on the team maybe <laughs> can't always uh, um, decide something, you can see that your manager who is an engineer or their manager's manager or the, the eng director is the one making decisions or, or seems to be the one that has influence. Um, and so that's sort of the perspective I had at the beginning because mm -hmm. that was where the kind of place I worked in. Um, and product managers were almost kind of very, almost non-existent. Not that it didn't exist, but they didn't have, I, I worked in very, uh, I worked in cert, um ads ranking. So it was very technical and very, um, we had metrics that we were trying to optimize. And then there weren't so many questions about like, what should the product be? It's like, mm -hmm. an ad thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you're, you're mm -hmm. trying to get people to click more. That's mm -hmm. kind of what it is. Um, and so... Uh, we had a lot of freedom, I suppose, in in making project creating projects um, that we thought would improve ranking. Um, and and um, I don't think that's always necessarily a good thing. Like sometimes, you know, engineers, if you go too deep into like, like not just because you can build something doesn't mean that you should build. Yeah, something. <laughs> you mean like optimizing for the sake of it yeah. and kind of getting over engineering something. It, exactly. Yeah, but so there's that, and then. Later on with Memrise, for example, it was very different where I guess there was a lot more, um, it was a lot more product and maybe sometimes kind of marketing driven kind of thing um, or just sort of growth marketing or growth uh, stuff where you're just trying to get more, improve the funnel, uh, improve the onboarding experience, all that to have fewer users drop off. Uh, but that meant that some people, uh, I wasn't a team, but we're just redoing the onboarding screen again and again and again, you know, constantly and yeah. for an, as an, an, as you know, I guess it can be like, maybe that's the other struggle I've had is sort of, I think you can get into the struggle of feeling like a tool that's, yes. you know, like, uh, yes, you have a lot of agency in how you write your code, but someone else is telling you what to write and you just have to do it. Yeah. Um, and I think that can I I I don't know how you resolve that really because to some extent um that is your job. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's it's a tricky one I think because some people prefer that. Like some people yeah. like to be have a clear definition of what they're doing yeah. and not have to make those decisions. Mm. I'm someone that definitely like, I wanna have input on the thing yeah. I'm building mm. and I wanna be in the room with the customer and like understand the problem properly so that then the thing I build yeah. optimizes for that problem. Exactly. Um, whereas like, I know that it can be a preference for other people to have that clear definition and not need to deviate too far from that. So I don't know, I think it's it's, it's, it's an interesting one because I think it's opinion and like yeah. preference driven too. I think, I think basically it's, um it's something there's no there's probably no right or wrong it's just like what how do you prefer to work so when you interview somewhere you know i'm always trying to figure out what the best questions are to ask in interviews <laughs> as in like when i'm being interviewed what can what should when they ask like so do you have any questions for us what do i ask to understand like would i like working there is this the approach 
do they have that do they have the sort of working style that I like but I think it's important to ask these questions because that way you know if you are someone that would like to be more involved in product decisions and meet clients and things like that and there are totally places that want engineers like that mm-hmm. yeah but then mm-hmm. there are also places where where I mean not that they necessarily don't want it but it's just it's not how they run so you'll have a worse time there yeah yeah and I think um we had a mentor both separately the same mentor who her goal was to get a product engineer role oh yeah and like that was so she wanted to have the ability of like conceptualizing the feature designing it and then building it and then like being that whole process herself um which I think is a really cool thing but feels like something that you do like when you're way more senior than (laughs) I am right now (laughs) you know I really I feel like I'm like that too. Like I kind of want to be involved, with, especially with the customer in mind. Yeah. Because I feel like sometimes as, as engineers and when you're used to a product, you are you make certain assumptions that people should know to mm. click on this. Mm-hmm. But it <laughs> isn't mm-hmm. abundantly obvious. It's just the fact that we've been dealing or seeing the same page so often that it's obvious to us. Yeah. But it doesn't make sense for a new user when they get on the platform to follow the same kind of, to have that great user experience yeah. and a clear user experience. Yeah. And so I think it's great to to actually, as you're saying, getting feedback from customers to know like their problem areas and how you can solve that as an engineer, but also approaching the problems, assuming that you know nothing about this platform and, the, and making that as abundantly clear as possible. Mm-hmm. That's why it's cool to work in cross-functional teams because it means that you're able to work closely with like a product manager to have better defined tickets Mm. to account for that Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and that's the beauty about iteration as well because like v1 (laughs) does not involve a great user experience yeah but but then getting feedback and how we're going to make this better for the next iteration that's just fantastic yeah and that's that's the dream right but what happens if you do v1 and then it gets really bad feedback or it doesn't even get to that stage but someone says yeah we're not doing this thing anymore how do you deal with that well, yeah. that's happened to you, Jesse. So tell us. No, no, I'm asking for advice here. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's happened to me as well. I don't know, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, girl. I mean, that's the if truth. You're a manager, then uh, I suppose there's more you can try to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I mean, to me, I guess it becomes about like, well, okay. So I guess in one situation that I remember, it was definitely a politics thing in the sense that uh, the feature um, had been launched and it didn't do well. Then mm-hmm. um, it didn't make, like, there was so much pressure for, like, product, I suppose, like, or product manager on this thing to succeed or to have, like, something uh, to put, it <laughs> uh, to, 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 like, show for that mm. it just felt like this particular feature, th- this whole thing, just was too uh you know it 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 was kind of toxic now like you can't yeah it had too many hopes attached to it and so yeah and so product just was like no this let's just do something else now because uh from a product manager perspective they just felt like yeah there's no there's no way i can profit from this uh, as a product manager yeah so get a success out of it yeah um uh so and then that's really hard. I mean, unless you can somehow show uh, how you would like 
ch- change that perspe- perception of the feature mm-hmm. as not a doomed feature. I don't see. <laughs> I yeah. Don't yeah, no, no, it makes sense. So I think probably, I think, I guess if you've you've done that route, you've tried to get executive or leadership buy-in and it's not worked, mm-hmm. probably just don't be so emotionally attached to the project. Oh, just poo. <laughs> She's so attached. Bless Jessie's heart. They're her her babies. And on that note, we'll be turning to something a bit more fun. (laughs) It's time for What's the Tech Tea. Seema will be sharing her controversial take on something within the tech industry. So what is that today? Um, I guess... (laughs) I I don't even know how to start on this one. I guess... I I really like being an engineer. I like... uh, I like building things, mm. but there's so much hype, all the hype around it <laughs> mm. or, or sort of all the uh, company culture kind of stuff that seems to always accompany it. Sometimes I feel like um, it, it, it makes things less motivating rather than more motivating. Ooh. So I'm talking, <laughs> so I don't know. I think a lot of people, right, uh, talk about imposter syndrome mm-hmm. in the tech industry and often related to like technical things uh, as in you know am i good enough technically mm-hmm. i don't feel like i am uh i i you know i also had that but i also had i also sometimes felt like wow is everyone so passionate about mm. you know i don't know getting uh fulfilling this company vision or am i the only one that's like sort of you know into it but not not dedicated like ride or die like life to this li- yeah. Life. <laughs> yeah wake up and just like <laughs> just yeah eating coding for breakfast yeah yeah Yeah. and also you know every company has their values and they're like we at insert company here are are you know passionate and we're we we are customer uh, obsessed and you know all these Mm. kind of things it's like i'm just i don't know i don't know that i i don't want to be all these things this is a job still Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know and sometimes i guess um I don't know whether that just is to do with with how kind of startups work or or or, or the Silicon Valley sort of um, ethos that every all the tech companies kind of still uh, have inherited, even if now they're building them here. But uh, yeah, just um, in one sense, having a really strong culture can be really nice. Obviously, it gives you a sense of belonging. I did really enjoy my time at Google. It it was nice. Um, a lot of aspects of Google culture were nice and it felt like you had this shared culture, I suppose. But also when sometimes you don't agree with something or you, you just, you're just not that into it. Um, this feeling that someone say someone, you know, your features get canceled, whatever, but everyone's like, Oh, but we, all we care really about is the, the customer and what's good for the company. So, you know, there's no space for your feeling. This new thing. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I wish sometimes we could all just be more real mm-hmm. and and not pretend like we like this is not a company. Like the company is not your family and not you know there are, you have friends within the company hopefully sometimes. Yeah. But the company as a whole is 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 still a company and they're not it's not your friend. <laughs> yeah, I think it's an important one because like you're saying that kind of messaging that kind of like you must be passionate, customer mm-hmm. obsessed, all of that like dramatic language can be something that's used to excuse bad behavior yeah. and like excuse mm-hmm. how you feel. Like you're saying, it, we should feel entitled to sometimes feel a bit sad 
when our feature gets to be prioritized. Exactly. <laughs> and it shouldn't be like, oh, but it's best for the customer. So you don't deserve to feel like this, right? And and like you said as well, with with kind of um not necessarily always being hundred percent diehard for that company mission. That should be okay too. Like it shouldn't be something that's like a uh, what is it like a stick to beat you with yeah something exactly. to tell you like you're not doing good enough because you're not yeah. obsessed uh, passionate about this feature and all of that stuff I think that's a really good point what are your thoughts Amber oh that's a good question I think that sometimes it can be you know I feel like some people are detached from mm -hmm. like the company that they actually work with and that's okay <laughs> because they're they're happy to like build the features but they just aren't that bothered about like how the company's doing or like what the company's necessarily doing um but i think it's a it is a controversial one because mm -hmm. sometimes mm -hmm. like companies really want you just to be like super passionate about like the company and like what they're doing but some people just see it as okay i'm doing this today and that's okay like they're yeah. just very happy in their role and yeah. not necessarily about how we're going to bit like to extend the company mission how are we going to do this like they just want to do their job and they're kind of detached from like the meeting surrounding what other people are doing or like stuff like that. So mm. I've definitely had conversations about it and it can be feel like a pressure to feel that passionate about it. Yeah. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Especially like when it comes across as we're all like this. Yeah. And it makes me feel like Sweet. well, I'm not, girl. <laughs> like I'm just I'm just not feeling that. So it, it can make them feel excluded because like, well, if we're about that and I'm not, yeah. Then yeah. Yeah. And I think most people actually feel like this, but somehow when you're sitting in that all hands, like to me, often it felt like, am I? Like everyone else seems into it, but mm. obviously not. Like, yeah, and you feel just feel like maybe I'm the only one. Mm. Obviously not. Like, because nothing is that binary, I guess. Nothing yeah. Is like either you're in it or you're out. Um, but sometimes the language, the language can make it like yeah. feel like either you're in or you're out. Yeah, because that's a good point. It might be just like today I'm not. And yeah. today that's okay. Today but like, that's all good. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm, that's a really good point. What advice would you give to somebody who's feeling that pressure or mm. trying to figure out where they lie on that? Like, how would you? Yeah, um, I guess this can be really hard because, you know, um, sometimes I guess what I would what I want to say is, sort of, well, talk to other people in the company and and find out how they feel. But you also don't want to do that like at the time I know that I was thinking like you don't want to come across as the one that's like you know after the all hands going like oh but that was really silly wasn't it but mm, like sort of yeah um, you did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 but but somehow but still I guess uh, it would have helped me I, it, it did always help me when um you do get to see behind the facade Sad of someone say, mm -hmm. which often only happens like when they're leaving. <laughs> yeah, oh my yeah. gosh! And then it's yeah, only like, so oh, true. so you've also been frustrated about this thing. Mm -hmm. Well, why? Why did it? You know, why was this never I know, brought up before? I, I would have felt so alone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like not necessarily a safe environment yeah. to yeah. have those kind of kind of conversations, yeah. um, because it can be used against you. It can. It can. Yeah. Them, you know. Yeah. So I guess. I don't know. I guess in that way, it does pay to make some, you know, to get to know your colleagues or the ones that you do trust and and and, and talk about these things with mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. Because I think most of the time you then realize that you're not that alone in that. Um, um, but yeah, you can't just talk to 
about that with anyone. <laughs> yeah, don't unmute yourself at the all hands and <laughs> yeah. say, I think this is bull. You know what? We're 10 minutes in. I'm ready for this to be over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyone else bored? Anyone else? <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyone else bored? No. I will pay you to put that in the all hands. That would be so funny. No, that would be, you know, 10 minutes later, you're locked out. Your account's... <laughs> <laughs> I guess that was one thing that was good in, in a big company like Google um, because it's so big that to some extent you 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 do get that irreverence. We did get that irreverence uh, during, like, at the, it's not, it wasn't called All Hands, it was called TGIF. Um, but, like... Thank God it's Friday. Yeah, thank God it's Friday. Basically, every... Well, it used to be on Fridays and they moved it to Thursdays, but it was still called TGIF. Um Basically, it was an all hand, all hands, except that uh, it was live stream, live stream from like uh, Mountain View. Um, mm-hmm. and you could tune in, or you could watch the recording. Obviously, not everyone tuned in every Thursday. <laughs> yeah, but what was fun was that there was also this internal kind of meme, meme sharing platform. Oh, I love yeah, that. Uh, and so it had a special feature in it, which was um, that you could replay the memes in 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 sort of if you watch the recording you could replay the memes that oh, were in real time, time. Yeah. yeah in the in the right order and people would react to what's happening on stage and people like in me i mean people were very snarky like, <laughs> <laughs> i love that That's and funny. so sometimes i mean sometimes it was a bit much but like in general i think that was nice sometimes because you felt like okay you know there's some critical thinking <laughs> yeah it's and it's nice that you were able to poke fun sometimes yeah, and be a little bit che- yeah exactly, but yeah. cheeky yeah <laughs> cheeky. yeah cheeky. there was quite cheeky things on that <laughs> but in a small company obviously i think that just doesn't work because mm. you you know all these people personally and and it's a bit it's i mean it's not nice <laughs> it, mm. like it it will and if you don't already have this this medium of like everyone everyone um used that plat that meme platform it was just part of the culture to use it whereas if you just suddenly start posting like <laughs> <laughs> memes making fun of the chief of whatever yeah oh that's what i love just a quick point that's what i love about the hangouts feature now with all the reactions you can do all the clapping i i google meets i have done nothing yeah especially <laughs> the workplace google meets now they've added emojis like the like the reactions yeah. that you can do, I love it because Webex actually had that, mm. and I missed that. Mm. I actually missed. I couldn't believe I missed Webex. <laughs> I used to be anti Webex when I first joined it. I just used to hate it. It was just that very corporate. Sense. It was just I don't know what it was about it, but the the reactions did what it needed to do. Yeah, no. But it's Google fun. Meets have done, and that adding so many. They have like it's almost like Snapchat filters, but on Google Meets now, yeah. and it's just so much fun. It's I love so it. So silly. Okay. So this is the end of part two. Thank you so much, Simo, for coming on today. It's been great to have you. How can we keep in contact with you and see what you're doing? Um, I'm so not a social media person. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. LinkedIn, but I don't also don't really, I don't know. So nowhere. No, No. nowhere. Exclusively (laughs) to this platform. Exclusively to the Glowing in Tech (laughs) podcast. No, but um, we will link all the resources and the notes that you've mentioned in the show notes of the episode. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. 
available on all major podcast platforms.